Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Digest and Invest podcast. I'm Sam North, the trading school lead here in the UK. And as always, I'm joined by the main man, uh, the star of the show, Josh Gilbert, uh, our market analyst based out in Sydney, Australia, and now open Sydney, Australia. How are you, Josh? Good to have you on, as always. Yeah, good to be here, Sam. Thanks for that nice introduction. I always look forward to our to our Wednesday pod. It's always uh, an enjoyable time of the week. So yeah, good to be back. Couldn't agree more. How have you uh, have you been since last week? Bit of a, a stupid question because I imagine you're you're on top of the world, especially after or Sunday. Or would it have been your Monday when Liverpool hit United for five? Yeah, it, it it was. You know, I'm ecstatic. I really was. But it's a big thing that I do miss about the UK. You know, Sky Sports, Super Sunday it's just being out here the time zones just don't really work and um i did miss a good one you know it was fantastic running around my apartment at silly hours in the morning not quite the same as watching it at six o'clock in the in the afternoon but there we go sometimes what you what you've got to do but yeah um i'm I'm ecstatic right now so it's been a good week for me so far so yeah yeah i bet i bet and we were just talking about and we'll talk about it later but we're just talking about how how it's a good could be a good week for sheba up 25% as of recording. So we can touch upon that a bit later on uh, as well. Shout out to the Shiba Army. Uh, but what a week in, in markets, by the way. I mean, we've got earnings coming out of our ears. US GDP tomorrow on Thursday, ECB as well. Um, by the end of the week, the, the FANGs would have released their, their quarter free earnings. So let's go and get the lowdown on all of that to begin with. Then we can, of course, just discuss... Um, Smaller names, should you want to, uh, that have been reporting this week uh, before a little crypto rundown as well. Yeah, not to forget, once again, new record highs from the S&P 500 in last night's session. Um, what year it's been for equity markets as well, Sam. Hey, you know, October's been a massive month so far. Like you say, we're you know halfway through this week with big, big earnings coming through. But um, yeah, huge year so far for equity markets. And let's hope that trend continues into uh into 2022 october they call it don't they yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely okay so let's last week we we gave you the uh the sort of the one minute timeline to, to talk over the bitcoin etf which you smashed uh so let's step it up this week and uh go through facebook amazon apple uh, and alphabet in a, in a quick fire fashion netflix we we discussed last week uh, already, which has had a, a good start to well, good back end to last week and this week. Um, but maybe we can chuck in Microsoft as, as well because because we're feeling a little bit generous. Yeah, got to got to got to put all those names in there. But yeah, look, as we said, massive week for tech. Um, got to cover all those names. I think you know everybody listening to the pod will probably own uh, very similar to last week at least one or two of these stocks that we go through. So it's always good to cover those those big names um but yeah you know stocks at record highs the bar is obviously set you know very very high right now and and tech has, has got to sort of impress this week to support those valuations so yeah yeah facebook up first reporting after the close on monday so we've had a little time to, to have a little think about that 
what are, are your immediate thoughts all, all things considered yeah facebook is a tricky one for me right now um revenues missed expectations for the first time in three years but earnings beat um i think the big standout you know ultimately was its share buyback um enormous 50 billion dollars which sort of supported the the revenue miss if you like but um and and it sort of pushed it up after hours but in yesterday's session it was finished down about four percent Look, I, th- I think they're facing a lot of tough competition from the video side of the market with things like Instagram um, or the Instagram base itself against things like TikTok and Snapchat. And obviously Instagram is, is trying its best to sort of bat them off. They didn't feel the full effect of Apple's privacy changes um, as many sort of expected in this quarter. But then that sort of guidance came through that said that they would probably feel that effect going into sort of Q3, uh, Q4. Um, I mentioned Instagram and you know I just want to talk about Instagram because again from a business perspective and we know we spoke on the podcast before about you know huge purchases and M&A activity etc but one billion dollars was the purchase price and it could be worth half a trillion now you know that's unbelievable um, great business acumen from Mr Zuckerberg but the bottom line for Facebook lots of scrutiny from regulators antitrust issues misinformation name changes Look, there's plenty of risk there, um, even at these prices, which makes it attractive. I think it's you know it's trading at 23 times forward earnings, which I think reflects those risks. Um, so it's a bit of a bargain ultimately when we compare it to those other Fang names um, or just sort of any growth stock in general. I was having a quick look, you know, today at Facebook and it's you know priced in in terms of a similar valuation to you know walmart and what we would call more sort of value names not not a growth stock so i think it's it's got great potential at these levels but again it's coming with a lot of risk there um you know right now and you know again what it's doing and, and from you know uh um, you know social conscience point of view it, it actually a lot of people might want to be avoiding it right now because you know it's not really fitting in with you know this consciousness that we sort of do have when we invest these days with things like ecg etc so look a great stock um you know huge cash flow great revenues high profitability you know it's hard to argue that it's it's not got a lot of potential uh, but it does come with with ultimately those risks over the top of it yeah as you mentioned finishing down just under four percent yesterday also below its 200 day moving average for people that care about that um, but we've got big support a little bit below at 300. So keeping an eye on that as we go through the rest of the week. Uh, we've recently or just recently had Alphabet 2. Have you had time to dissect that for us? Have, yeah. Um, the, 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 the best performing stock of the Fangs this year. It's up around about 58, 59%. Look, overall for me, I, I absolutely love Alphabet as you know as a company in Google. Um, you know, I, I just think it's again one of those that I just don't think you can put a foot wrong. You know, um, I think it was a good report. Um, shares were down about half a percent, but after the sort of the the big gains we've had this year, you know, it's you know you can't really complain too much. And mainly due to sort of missing expectations on cloud revenue, where expectations were high. And also on the revenue from YouTube advertising as well. But bright spots, earnings grew by 81% year over year. Again, profitability absolutely shining through. Revenues climbed by 41%. Um, and again, like Facebook announced share buybacks, um, slightly less, but at 15 billion US. Um, and 
you know, cash flow, you know, continues to increase. Full year, they expect to have about 67 billion, which is up about 57% year over year. So, you know, fr- from, you know, that alone, you know, what a company, what a business. Um, you know, when you look at fundamentals of a business, if you wanted to, to put something together, you'd, you'd probably build Alphabet as, as the company. Um, you know, they, they dominate the, the online search industry. They've got about 80% market share, maybe even more now. No one even comes close to them, really. You've got Microsoft with Bing, but, you know, I don't even think it's close. And it's unlikely that that's really going to change, I don't think, in the near future. I mean, I don't think anyone's got that potential to really bully in there. And I think in, in terms of investors wanting to add tech to their portfolio right now, you know, they're going to be looking for high profitability, strong cash flow, good growth. You know, and that's something that Alphabet offers in 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 abundance, really. And, and like I say, what a stock! So yeah, it's, it's had, a, had a great year. Really has had a good uh, good year. Um, while the focus has has been on, on on the fangs, we thought because we're feeling nice, uh, we'll chuck in Microsoft, which also reported last night. Uh, of course, this is Wednesday morning UK time that we're recording this. Um, but what were your thoughts uh, on on Microsoft? Yeah, solid, solid report from Microsoft, really. Again, um, it sounds like a broken record with these fangs, but the old, you know, the, the bottom line is they've got to deliver um, and they are delivering. Um, you know, I, I don't think fangs are, you know, anywhere near slowing down. Um, you know, I think they dominate the market, you know, 20% or so, 22% of the S&P 500 right now. You know, that's the highest that we've ever seen in about 40 years. You know, so they're really dominating right now. And again, you know, we, we've already seen from big tech, etc., that we might have a crackdown in the future. But ultimately, like I say, um, they're, they're sort of cracking on. And Microsoft, yeah, solid report. Revenues came in at about 45.5 billion, up 22% year over year. Uh, head of street estimates. Um, intelligent cloud revenue was 17 billion. Again, another beat on the, the estimates from, from the street. And, um, and Azure, which is obviously the cloud product from Microsoft was, was sort of the start of the show, again, growing at sort of 50%. Um, and of course, you know, with, with sort of that cloud offering, they're going to face, you know, a lot of competition from AWS, which is dominating. You know, we've got to throw Google in that mix as well. You know, they're all going to benefit from this shift to cloud. But unlike sort of Google in cloud, um, the Microsoft's growth in cloud with Azure has sort of stayed really solid each quarter. It's always grown around about 50 or so percent year over year, which has really helped in that sort of really supporting um sort of the growth from from the share price ultimately and all of this is coming from you know work from home hybrid work environments you know and that's growing that sector segment of the business um you know we, we're sort of knowing you know even me and you sam you know we're still at home you know in and out of the office with that hybrid i think there's going to be a big focus moving forward with more and more companies allowing a lot more free reign and it could be that that cloud shift is is really just beginning to take its next stage of growth globally. And like I say, you know, Microsoft are in a great position to to ultimately benefit that. Um, and again, just like Google, another massive name with huge cash flow that doesn't really ever seem to put a foot wrong. Again, it's going to probably come down to that cloud cloud growth. Um, but ultimately, when we're going through these names on the list here, the the important thing for me is that you know I pretty much use all of these names every single day. I use Google all of the time. I often probably order something off, um, you know, Amazon. When we're talking about fangs, I use my iPhone every day. I use Netflix probably, you know, at least once a week. That's um, that's as a minimum. But um, and obviously, I use Microsoft every day at work. So that's really important to remember. 
is that you know you i think when we had yoni on and he was discussing about the companies that he buys he buys what he uses every day and that's why fangs are where they are because of that reason yeah couldn't have said it better myself um yeah just having a look at the s&p and the nasdaq following those earnings uh that came out nine just after 9 p.m uk time uh we, we actually dipped a tiny bit lower only to recover during the asian session and we're uh, a little bit higher than that now so it seems to uh, like it more than it doesn't uh in well in a couple of days time i guess or just under a couple of days time we've got apple and amazon uh, which will both report. Um, I'll give you more time here to, to dissect this should you need, but uh, I'm quite intrigued to see what you, you think about this. So we've got them coming out after the close on Thursday on Wall Street. What are, your, what, what are you expecting? What's the market expecting? Yeah, um, I think we start with Apple. I think you know, focus with Apple will be obviously to see how these sort of supply chain challenges have affected them. What we don't have from Apple is obviously guidance. They've stopped giving guidance throughout sort of COVID. So sort of difficult to really sort of put your finger on the pulse of, of what they're expecting compared to what the streets are expecting. And usually they sort of combine. But we saw rumors and we spoke about it sort of earlier this month, I think, or the end of September that um, the supply chain difficulties could sort of lower production and ultimately affect iPhone shipments. But I think when we look at Apple and how they've navigated this whole sort of supply chain issues throughout COVID, really, um, you know, chip shortages, um, you know, just they haven't been affected at all, you know, being honest. I think they're in the best position of anybody to avoid and navigate any issues. Um, you know, they're, they're sitting on cash, you know, an abundance of cash um, and they're the biggest company in the world essentially listed on an exchange. So, I think solid demand for the iPhone 12 um, and obviously now coming through with 13 as well as services will support revenues that sort of push into 5G is obviously going to help. Then if the supply issues don't come through this quarter, then obviously it's maybe going to come through in Q4, which then could be negative, especially going into that sort of holiday season where we tend to see huge demand. So right now, the issue is, is there's going to be huge demand for these iPhones, but, you know, ultimately limited supply if if they can't, you know, ramp up production and, and ultimately deliver on time because, you know, we've, we've got shipping constraints around the world. I mean, even just little things here in Australia, FedEx are sort of going on strike and everything's taking ages to get here. So that's going to continue and, and that will affect these companies. Um, JP Morgan have already trimmed their guidance for Q4 on, on revenues for Apple. So that's something to watch. And then Amazon look tough one to call really it's still growing at a huge rate but ultimately lower than what we saw in 2020 where it had you know, that exponential growth um it seems like the street so far is obviously focused on cloud growth from google and microsoft so i think aws numbers will be will be one to watch and i think that could ultimately offset a bit of weakness on the retail sales side um you know because we have seen uh, essentially consumers returning back to um re- brick and mortar stores and, and spending less time online spending less money online because when we were at home every the whole world was at home and ultimately that's the only place that we could shop but that added in with streaming and, and prime numbers you know i think we'll, we'll sort of support earnings but um the shifting sort of consumer behavior away from that online spending as we mentioned could affect uh, earnings um you know as, as sort of the bottom line you know, estimates are showing that earnings could actually drop down by about 27% year over year with, you know, with that, this is coming off a pretty tough year over year comparison, which I think we've got to remember 
but I think we could see the stock maybe trade lower if it's weak in that sort of 27% because, you know, ultimately we always expect more from Amazon and all the other big names have delivered so far. So we're expecting big things. So um, we saw how it moved after after Q2. It was down 7 8%. So I think if it if it doesn't meet again, then, you know, we, we, could, see it, um, we could see it trade lower after hours. Such a big week, such a big week for uh, for earnings. Um, are there any uh, sort of smaller, in brackets, smaller companies uh, you're keeping a, a close eye on? I mean, from a selfish point of view, I'm watching Spotify and, and Exxon quite closely. Um, and also from last week, keeping uh, a close watch on Snapchat, which of course got destroyed, didn't it, um, after hours on on its release and into into Friday as well. Uh, but yeah, anything, anything you're keeping a, a close eye on? Exxon will be certainly an interesting one. Obviously, we'd run up with with oil. Absolutely, um, that would be definitely a good one to to watch. You know, like we say, it's, it's a hectic week. Um, we've got Boeing uh, tonight in in the US. Watching it just because you know a lot of news regarding obviously again coming back to sort of production etc. Strong Q two earnings coming off a big summer season in the US. Lots of travel, but they are really struggling with supply chain constraints. I feel like that's the the phrase of the potty tonight, but. You know, as travel starts to, to rebound and it's an interesting interesting one to watch, but again, you know, really struggling to sort of deliver jets and, um, you know, they're burning through cash at the moment and, you know, they've delivered less than, than its rival Airbus this year. So that'd be one to watch. Um, we've got Shopify on Thursday night, you know, which again can sort of take a bit of a lead from, from Amazon. Um, they're sort of reporting on the same day, so it's difficult, but we, we're seeing those weak consumer spending trends in the US and, and that's, you know, Shopify like Amazon will be coming off a really tough year over year comparison as well. Um, and a little closer to home for me, we've got Atlassian as well, um, which had a, has had a super year. It's up 83%. It's had some really, really strong earnings beats in Q1 and Q2. So Q3 will be really interesting to watch because, you know, we've had Zoom and DocuSign and a few other of those work from home names, you know, give um, slightly weaker guidance moving into sort of the rest of the year. Um, you know, they're, again, heavily focused on work from home and, and cloud. And, you know, we've also seen some of those you know, mixed results from, from Google on the cloud side. So, yeah, a big, big week and, and plenty to watch um, and plenty to keep an eye on. And, and if listeners do want to keep up to date with, obviously, earnings, um, eToro does have an earnings calendar as well. So just Google eToro earnings calendar to find out who's reporting and, and when. We've got you covered. We've got everyone Absolutely. covered. Um, and last but by absolutely no means least, crypto. Uh, and a big shout out to the Shiba Army who are, are having a party in recent weeks. Uh, but what are we thinking about the big ones, Bitcoin, Ethereum, near those all-time highs? Uh, I imagine a lot of people uh, are sitting wondering if we push on or whether we have a little bit of a pullback. But I mean, look, overall, we have to be pretty content right now. Yeah, Shiba's holding up the the top fifteen by market cap. Just having a look here, everything else is in the red, and and Shiba's in the green, up thirty five percent in the last twenty four hours. But no, um, look, I think you've got to be you know pretty content with with Bitcoin right now. You know, it's we're sort of trading just above that sixty thousand level. You know, I think you've got to be happy with that, especially with that sort of selling pressure we expected at those sort of new highs. You know, I also think we will continue to see a bit of selling pressure. Um, you know, not everyone that holds large amounts of Bitcoin, you know, is a, is, a, is a Bitcoin maxi. So there will be some long-term holders there, you know, taking profits because 
we've got to remember this asset has made people millionaires um and you know again if you would have been holding since 15 16 17 you would have gone through you know the ups and down of this crypto market and, and when you see those new all-time highs sometimes it's okay to sort of take take some profits um and i think that's something to to look for in the short term you know again holding support at 60,000 but you know if we hold above 58 59 and that acts as a nice level of support um then i think we you know if we hold above that then we'll be eyeing a move in the next few weeks pushing above 70 in, in my opinion but again from a technical point sam you probably give some better insight but yeah if we break below 50 59 then again you you then start to to sort of look at where we're going to go from there um and ultimately the etf has sort of lived up to expectations um you know and we saw those new highs last week you know it, it's great from for crypto to to have this and that regulators are working with the industry like i said sort of last week as well to provide better facilitation um and that then comes with essentially protection i think that's what's been really important for investors with crypto um throughout its its whole existence um you know we've got now six 36 36 crypto assets for investors to trade on the etoro platform you know and there's a wealth of opportunity out there with crypto right now um and it's clear that you know it is blossoming from its infancy and we're talking about crypto um you know not just on editorial but across the world you know bloomberg cnbc all these big names as part of a diversified portfolio now and that's really important you know but as always we'd always suggest to investors you know do their research remember crypto is a is a high risk asset and, and of course you know diversified but yeah if you're if you're holding crypto right now like you say you, you're going to be pretty content yeah for sure absolutely i mean yeah like you like you said 58 59 bitcoin key key level little bit of open room below that towards i would say so around that 52 mark but if it, if we can hold here like we did at 40,000 like we did 52 before and uh, 37 and 30 which it you know had such strong support then yeah why can't we push on and, and break those highs and then like you said look towards 70 and beyond uh guys thank you very much for making it this far on on the podcast of course you can check out the toro academy where you've got webinars obviously you can go through all our podcasts you've got guides there loads of stuff for you to educate yourselves on and and, and look into whatever you want to uh but josh thank you very much for for joining uh this week and i, I look forward to to next one as well well thanks sam hope everyone enjoys the week and uh, and see speak speak to you all soon take care guys have a good one You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.